Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Test your booty. All right, uh, so, uh, yeah, okay, I'll leave that in. Why not? Uh, slightly different hookup today. Did a little rearranging. Rearranging? That's not a word. Great start to the old man den today. Uh, so, figured uh, because I'm sitting slightly differently than normal, maybe it would affect the audio quality. If anything, it seems like it might be improved. Uh, the way to tell for sure as well would be to push the timer, but I will not do so without, of course, saying that there will be spoilers, potentially, but not definitely. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. The only payment I ask is perhaps you. I love you. Pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as you do, because I love you, did I mention? Those things are good for podcasts, and this is one, so please consider doing so. Uh, Lastly, I don't normally say this, but I do write it in the description, Uh, but since I remember this time, which is unusual, I thought I would mention, uh, every time we reach an episode that ends in a zero, so in this case, episode 390, uh, that will mean I'll take uh, two weeks off, uh, in terms of posting episodes, I should say, uh, and then, uh, that'll give you a chance to get caught up. Um, the other sort of more selfish reason I do that is because if I want a week off of recording, then I just take one. Uh, I should perhaps mention that I usually end up not doing that. (laughs) I kind of did around the holidays a little bit, um, a little bit, but, uh, I find like the thing about this podcast is that because I'm talking about all the things that I watch and read and play and experience on the interwebs. Uh, regardless of whether I am recording a podcast or not, I'm going to be doing all of these things. So it always feels sort of like a waste, even though nobody listens to this. <laughs> uh, a waste to, you know, in this case, watch a shit ton of movies and then not talk about them on a podcast. What a waste that would be. Silly rabbit. Okay, gonna try to stick to the timer. I know I say that, but... Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Tep. Parents Half Day. Thank you for that. Movie the first, Mud. 
<laughs> dumb name for a movie. Uh, this came out in 2012, and I remember seeing it and thought, oh, you know, it looks kind of interesting. And then uh, between 2012 and this year, which is 2016, uh, repeatedly seeing the movie Mud and saying, oh, yeah, that movie looks pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't mind watching it. And never actually watching it. So I finally have, and it was okay. I think maybe over the course of those four years, I've sort of built it up in my brain to be something that it wasn't. Uh, stars Matthew McConaughey, Reese with her spoon, Sarah Paulson, Michael Shannon, got, got a few big names in it. Uh, two young boys encounter a fugitive and form a pact to help him evade the vigilantes that are on his trail and to reunite him with his true love. Oh, uh, yeah, it was okay. Um, felt a little slow, and as I do, and then this should come as no surprise to longtime listeners, play video games while watching movies, and vice versa. Uh, I found my attention waning to the degree that uh, sometimes I didn't know what was going on. Potentially, this movie would give a high, get a high rating if I had to just sat and watched it like you're supposed to do with movies, but because I didn't. I'm just going to go like two, two and a half out of five. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with my scale, three is enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. And this didn't really even make that sadness. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, good though, as usual. Okay, next we have Holidays from 2016. This is a horror anthology. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, build as a horror anthology. A collection of, well, Jesus, it's six or seven short little vignettes uh, all have to do with a specific holiday during the year. You know, you got your your Halloweens, your Christmases, your Valentine's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, they really sort of scraped the barrel there. I was hoping for a Evil Tree Arbor Day one, but no such luck. Uh, the stories were weird, and I like weird. Uh, the missus and I watched this together. I think she thought it would be more of a horror movie than a weirdo movie. So I, I don't think she got as much enjoyment out of it as I did because I like a weird movie. Uh, I'm going to go... See, the thing about rating a movie that is a series of little movies almost is to give them a blanket rating is hard to do. Uh, so I'm not going to do it because as I like to say, if work is hard, don't do it. This, uh, these stories range from two to four. Yeah, none of them blew me away. Uh, some of them were cooler than others, and some of them were kind of dumb and not so good. Hey, there you go. Next is The Late Bloomer, also from 2016. I forget where I heard about this movie. Is it... Let me just see. Yes, that's where. Uh, directed by Kevin Pollock of Kevin Pollock's Chat Show. So I uh, must have heard him mention it a couple of times. Finally got my hands on it. Uh, based on a true story, I do believe Kevin Pollock said, uh, the story of an adult male who, after the successful removal of a benign tumor resting against his pituitary gland, experiences all the changes and effects of puberty over a three-week period. Uh, so, fascinating sort of brain thing there that seemingly is within the realm of possibility, at the very least. 
Uh, and it kind of makes you think how much puberty is a horrible, horrible thing to go through after watching this. Uh, <laughs> lots of laughs, uh, mostly at the expense of the main character, as you can imagine. Sort of a 40-year-old virgin feel, which is a sort of obvious parallel. Not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, this movie did it well. Uh, Rating-wise, solid, solid 4. Uh, some five funny, funny moments as well. Okay, moving on to uh, The Rundown. Yes, with uh, Dwayne Johnson, formerly known as The Rock, uh, and Sean William Scott. I uh, saw this probably back in 2003 when it came out and remembered really liking it. Uh, and I think it's held up. Also, when you're when the bad guy in your movie is Christopher Walken, that's an automatic extra point right there. Uh, okay, so you heard we're out of time. Uh, rating... I think if you're in the mood for a comedy action, which is just what I wanted when I was sort of scoping around Netflix, uh, exactly in the mood for a comedy action movie, I was. So I would have given it a 5 out of 5. Looking back at it as just sort of a movie movie, maybe like a 3 or a 4. But if you're in the mood, I'll tell you, this one really holds up well. Actually, uh, this next one... Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of in the same vein of actiony comedy, uh, although it's his biography, so I guess this is based on a true story as well. And it's his drama, which I suppose there's some drama. Uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Tina Fey taking a role unlike any she's had, really, I would say, although. Uh, after just saying that out loud, I realized a lot of the sort of things we love of Tina Fey shine through in her role, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, depending on uh, if you want this to be serious. <laughs> which, uh, this comes up all the time on the podcast. If you're going to do a movie, drama, whatever, and it is uh, 100% serious 100% of the time, uh, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be believable. And it, for me personally, easily the the worst thing to take me out of a movie is 100% serious 100% of the time. Because that is not realistic. That is not life. So to have this serious situation of a journalist recounts her wartime coverage in Afghanistan. Uh, and then peppered in with uh, some funny moments, some serious moments, some... Uh, sort of journey of a woman realizing what is she becoming uh, and trying to change that. Uh, it's good to have the comedies peek through. For that reason, I'm going to give this, geez, four to five, uh, some five out of five moments. I liked it and love Tina Fey as a general rule. Just a, a love oozing out of my very pores. Today's television talk sponsor is the city of a man, Jordan, which has a special place in my heart as I am a man, Jordan. Okay, uh, I got two things. Uh, let's do the first one second, huh? 
Uh, okay, so a little behind-the-scenes action just recently over Christmas. And didn't watch much in the way of Christmas <laughs> television specials, which uh, I feel like most of the reason uh, that is the case is because... Uh, excuse me, I've basically cut the cord. Uh, the missus has not cut the cord, which means I have not cut the cord. Uh, if it wasn't for her, it would be totally cut. Uh, but uh, over the course of the holidays, caught, uh, I think this was the only one, uh, the Corner Gas Christmas Special. If you're not familiar with Corner Gas, this is a classic pity and envy situation. Pity you, because you have not experienced the amazingness of Corner Gas. Envy, because you now have four or five seasons that you can watch uh, uh, to be young and not have seen Corner Gas and get to experience it again. Uh, the uh, I forgot how funny, like, just watching the Christmas episode made me want to watch the whole thing uh, from the beginning. You know what I'm curious about? Was I... Uh, did I watch... The last time I watched Corner Gas, was it during this podcast? Was it... Started in 2012. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, regardless, there will, I can guarantee, come a time will, where I will rewatch Corner Gas and bring it back here. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I want to get on to our next thing. Oh, just see that the episode was called Merry Gasmas. <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad, and I love it. What is also pretty good and i love it is the grand tour yes we spoke of episode one and i have decided uh because of my love of uh these three dudes and their car ish show uh i'm going to bring back every single episode as i watch it and what i've tried to do uh although not 100 percent successful is only watch one episode of this show a week uh, I will admit that uh, during the uh, New Year's long weekends, I watched two. I'm sorry. So uh, next episode, we'll have two episodes to talk about. Uh, but uh, right now, we're talking episode two, uh, in which they are in Operation Desert Stumble, where they're in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh, South Africa. Uh, in the cradle of humankind, so where uh, human beings sort of birthed forth onto this globe, and now uh, the former hosts of Top Gear are there with super loud cars, uh, bad jokes, <laughs> uh, good jokes when you realize that they're telling bad jokes, uh, and all around high jinks. Uh, okay, so the intro theme, play trying to see if the notes in Wikipedia will uh, help me remember what exactly happened in this episode. Oh, Aston Martin. Oh yeah, so they had the three... Is this the one where they had the three cars? Tires blow out. Desert stumble. Yeah, I should pause this because me trying to figure out what this was is not good pod, as they say. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I I think, if I do recall, this is the one where they had uh, three of the sort of most uh, sought-after cars as far as cars these guys wanted to get 
in a on a racetrack to figure out which was the fastest. Oh yeah, oh, th- that's exactly what it was because at the end of it, uh, 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 Jeremy Clarkson was so confident that the car he chose, which I do believe was the Aston Martin, uh, would be the fastest of the three. That he bet the other two, uh, they could tear down his house if uh, he was wrong. Uh, I will say when we talk about the next episodes. It will involve his house being torn down. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter. Wait a second. Today's double movie monologue sponsor? What? Clobbering Time Boxing Gym. Uh, yes, so... The aforementioned Christmas and New Year's holidays has meant that I have watched a, a shit ton, specifically 10 movies in the course of about a week and a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, now that I say it out loud, that's kind of disgusting, isn't it? But hey, but hey, that's what life's all about. Disgust at yourself for enjoyment, Right. Uh, movie the first of this movie monologue, or movie the sixth overall, oh boy, um, is called 400 Days. Hmm, mystery sci-fi thriller, according to IMDb. Uh, with their 400-day mission simulation nearing completion, four astronauts begin to feel that something is amiss. And boy howdy, is it. Uh, sort of a psychological what-the-fuck-is-going-on movie, could be a description uh yeah so basically these guys and girl are locked away underground for 400 days and they think that when shit starts going wrong that it's part of the simulation and i suppose it's always is it always kind of sort of kind of sort of it's always left up to the viewer to decide if what's happening to them is happening as part of the simulation or shit is really as fucked up as it seems and i will tell you that it gets fucked up uh, in a very very cool um cool way to the degree of uh, and i mention this a lot as well that i watch a lot of movies tv books whatever i have a whole friggin' podcast where i talk about them duh uh when something happens on a television show or a movie or in a book that I wasn't expecting, uh, I enjoy that more and often give it higher marks. Uh, this thing took a lot of twists and turns that I didn't really see. Uh, I didn't know where it was headed. Uh, and for that reason, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Yeah, how about that? Uh, acting was, you know, it was okay. Dane Cook's in there, so, you know. Um... But uh, I would recommend it if what I have said appeals to you. Speaking of appealing, movie the second, Sex in Comics. Oh, a documentary about, you guessed it, Sex in Comics. Um, Takes more of a historical look for the most part. Uh, It was okay. Uh, the examination of the history and nature of erotic content in sequential art. What the hell does that mean? Uh, in comic books. In comics, yeah. 
it's yeah, a lot of sixties and seventies stuff. Uh, it it has uh, Robert Crumb. You know what I'd recommend over this? Uh, there's a movie, uh, a documentary about Robert Crumb. I think it's called Crumb, which uh, I think I've watched. Uh, I think I've spoken of on this podcast twice. Once accidentally, having forgotten that I watched it. Uh, <laughs> that was better than this. Uh, this I'm just gonna go like a two out of five. It, it, it was okay. Uh, I needed more sex, maybe. I don't know. I'm a sex maniac, so hey. Uh, speaking of maniacs... <laughs> nice segue, fuck. Uh, Fantastic Four. Let's say Doctor Doom. Yeah, he's a bit of a maniac. Okay, made the segue work. This is the 2015 Fantastic Four that everybody hated. Uh, I watched it for the reason that... Quite often in uh, movies like this, action-y, adventure-y, blow-em-ups, uh, when everyone hates them, I watch them and think they're fine. You know, I, I'm not going in there to watch friggin', I don't know, Schindler's List. I'm going in there for a little light fun, and, and if some things that happen in the movie don't make sense, I don't care. Give me an explosion. Give me a giant rock creature punching a guy. Which is just what you're going to get in this. Uh, they changed some of the things. Like, from what I remember of Fantastic Four, Fantastic, uh, is they sort of went into space and cosmic rays changed them uh, into, gave them their powers. Whereas here it was uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic, super smart guy, invented interdimensional uh, transportation. Yeah opened a dimension to an alternate universe and then there was this weird green energy that changed them all in various ways blah 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 that's fine whatever uh yeah uh rating wise i'm gonna go solid three solid three i don't know if i'd ever need to watch it again but i did have enjoyment while watching it uh moving on to uh the man who knew infinity uh this is another one where I think I heard people talking about it on a podcast. Uh, this this happens fairly often. Uh, I hear people on a podcast talking about a movie, uh, speaking of it highly. They're usually people I respect. Then I go out and watch the movie, and nine times out of ten, I have agreed with their assessment of the movie. This one, it was okay. Uh, I don't think maybe I wasn't in the mood for it or something. I'm just going to go with three out of five as well. Uh, last but most... Huh? Asperger's R Us. Yes. Uh, in this coming-of-age documentary for friends on the autism spectrum, whom have bonded through humor and performed as the comedy troupe Asperger's R Us, will prepare for one final ambitious show before going their separate ways. Uh, love the sounds of that that little paragraph right there um, very accurate description thank you IMDB uh, very very heartwarming something that I assume I want to assume doesn't happen to just me while watching this movie is all the things that I see these guys do and feel and uh, <laughs> their very beings uh, and then seeing myself <laughs> which uh, having had people say that potentially I'm on the spectrum myself, little Asperger's -y, little uh, a slight dusting of Asperger's. It's always been said as a joke, 
But then uh, <laughs> I watch something like this and I'm like, oh, geez, yeah, maybe maybe they're not wrong. Uh, so maybe I've realized something about myself in this episode. Asperger's or Us gets a 5 out of 5. My potential Asperger's gets a question mark. Oh, boy. Today's game, Gavin, sponsor is Taco, Taco, oh Jesus, Taco, I suppose you could say Taco, but I like Taco better, Taco Grappling Hook, which is a grappling hook that only works on tacos, or tacos, it'll work on both tacos or tacos. Just Cause 3 is the game that we're going to talk about, yes. Uh, okay, so uh, it was recently made available on Steam during the Steam Winter Sale for the low, low price of, I don't remember, uh, it's $69 now. I think it was like 66% uh, off or 75% off when I bought it. It was a, it was a lot off, uh, and I, I can say, after playing it, it's a lot of fun. Uh one sort of caveat that I should say is I have not completed it. Uh, this this game is huge. I think the map in Just Cause 3 is supposed to be one of the biggest ever in sort of video game history. Something like that. I, uh, if not the biggest, among the biggest. And I can verify that as being true. <laughs> uh, yeah. And anyways, the thing I wanted to say, I have stopped playing with the sort of asterisks of a plan to go back for more. Uh, I've sort of reached a point in the game where it's asking me to go to locations, kill all the guys, uh, do all the stuff to uh, liberate an area. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Just Cause or this style of game, because this is definitely a style of game like Far Cry... Uh, basically you're a dude who goes to places, um, where there's, uh, areas that are bad, where the bad guys live. When you go into those areas, perform various feats and missions and kill all bad guys, then those areas are then designated as good or, uh, what would you call that? They, they've sort of been helped and they're, they're, they'll now fight on your side, that, that sort of idea. Uh, you play as Rico. Is that Rico? Yeah, Rico Rodriguez. Uh, he returns to unleash chaos in the most creative and explosive ways imaginable, according to Steam. Uh, which is fairly accurate. You have the ability to grapple onto anything. Uh, so, for example, if there's a car driving down the street, you grapple onto it uh, and pull yourself to the top of the car. Or... Uh, grapple anything as you are grappling towards said anything open up your parachute that is always on your back and then use that to sort of glide around so you have constant uh, from the very first moment of this game you have the constant ability to grapple and parachute whenever you want which you can use to get around fairly quickly 
then you get a wingsuit. Uh, now, all of this is built around a, a, a quote-unquote sort of real-life experience uh, on an island where there's cars and there's planes and there's helicopters and there's there's other modes of locomotion to get around motorcycles boats of course uh, but then you have this sort of crazy superhero like ability to uh, not only do what I've mentioned but also say you grapple a gas tank uh, to a propane tank and then pull them together uh, and they will, you know, do what they do, which is explode, which is where this game sort of shines in the explosions. Uh, m most of what you're doing to uh, get rid of bad guys is going into their bases and just blowing the shit out of everything, uh, which is a great amount of fun. That is until you've done it 20, 30 times. And then it's still fun but I needed a break, so sort of moved on to other games. So that's my sort of rating caveat with this, which is uh, I'm going to give it like a 4 to 5, and I'd say it's a lot of fun, but also say it's a little on the repetitive side, which uh, I think part of the problem was, as I mentioned, I bought this at the uh, last Steam Winter Sale, uh, which also meant I bought quite a few other games at the same time. So uh, I knew I had this and a bunch of other games waiting to play. Uh, so then there's that always the th sort of thought in the back of your head. Like, I'm having fun playing this, but I also know I have, you know, five other games that are just sitting there that I really want to see if they're good. Uh, it's always that search for the next... Uh, the, 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 the grass is always greener on the other side sort of idea. And sometimes it is greener. Internet's Intercore sponsor is Three Wishes Gentlemen's Club. Hmm. Item first is Greg the Genie. Greg the Genie, which, if you are unfamiliar, is uh, played by Mr. T.J. Miller and uh, appear on Funny or Die, the website or YouTube channel where I have been watching them, and are fucking hilarious the end yeah i could just leave it at that say go watch that that's quite a, often what happens in these internet intercourse sections is not so much talking of things uh more of letting you know just on the the, the chance that you haven't experienced these things from the internet for yourself uh picking ones that i have appreciated the most and spreading the wealth as you do uh so one of the craziest things of these uh, which is sort of shocking to me, is that they are, in fact, all Slim Jim commercials. <laughs> you know, snap into a Slim Jim, those things. I don't think I've ever had a Slim Jim. Uh, more of a... I don't know if they have them in Canada, anyways. I, I don't think... I, I've had things that probably, if you put it beside a Slim Jim, would look identical. But a, a specific Slim Jim? Uh, I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, well. I have had Mountain Dew and uh, 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 Doritos, though, so we're, we're safe there. Uh, T.J. Miller, funny and everything, him as a blue genie, 
just amped to 12. I was going to say amped to 11, but amped to 12. Something you have to see for yourself. Uh, next item is Kind of Funny Games Top 100 Games of All Time. Uh, around this time of year, uh, not from your perspective, <laughs> but from mine, uh, a lot of uh, top whatever lists of either 2016 or, uh, as they did here, of all time, which uh, which I enjoy. Uh, there was a ton of top whatever video games of 2016. Uh, the only one I decided to bring back was this one because they went so in-depth that uh, it's really pretty incredible. I think it had to be all together. They broke it into, I think, four pieces, probably close to three hours. I, I, I'm sure it was over two hours uh, of just uh, three guys sitting around. Uh, they did it by console. Uh, from oldest to newest, so that was kind of a cool way to do it. Uh, and there'll probably be more of this sort of thing from Kind of Funny Games, because what they did was, uh, I think they ended up... Oh, they did... <laughs> no, I don't think I know. They ended up with 169 games, up top. I just did a high-five motion there. Uh, thank you, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, so uh, what they're going to do is take that uh, list of 169 and try to uh, whittle it down. Maybe uh, definitely take away, maybe add some different ones. Uh, so, so kind of a cool idea to get that sort of definitive list. Uh, a list that is, of course, objective. Uh, something that always boggles my mind of this sort of thing is that people who make top 10, top 100 lists will on the internet will inevitably get people complaining of the list saying why didn't you have this your list is dumb i hate you go die things of that nature uh these are objective things these are not this is the list that will be published that we all now have to follow uh so anger anger over list makers has always boggled my mind uh, anyways, uh, they have a good list. I, I didn't. Hey, I didn't agree with a lot of the stuff they said. They left out things that I thought should be on the list. But still, but still, it was fun to watch. What else was fun to watch, uh, and will hopefully continue to be fun to watch, is Adam Savage. <laughs> yeah, Adam Savage and Michael Stevens together at last. Yes. Uh, seemingly, these two have been sort of teaming up lately. Uh, one of the examples of the team-up is uh, Adam showed Michael Stevens of Vsauce, which I have spoken of on this podcast, I think, since the very beginning. Um, uh, Adam Savage showed him how to make a, a microphone a set of glasses. They both wear glasses. Uh, I do as well, actually. And uh, he showed how he can modify them with a little microphone inside rather than have, you know, one of those ones that fits over your ear or uh, one of the ones that's, like, under your shirt or attached to your shirt. Uh, so kind of a cool little... Kind of a cool little uh, do-it-yourself video uh, mixed together with seeing these two interact with one another. Seemingly, they're very much alike. Uh... Adam Savage uh, of Mythbusters, if you are unfamiliar, and Jamie Hyman, could never get his last name right, uh, they did not get along, but their ability to work together without getting along gave them a sort of chemistry. So I wonder, 
Michael Stevens and Adam Savage getting along, will they have that same chemistry? Uh, do you need that sort of odd couple thing? That, that odd couple flair? I don't know. Uh, regardless, because I like these two so much, uh, I hope we see more. And they are going out on tour together, so hopefully not actually going to one of their shows, because I'm pretty sure they won't be near me. Uh, hopefully they'll post stuff on their respective websites that I can watch, and then I'll bring it back to talk about, as I do lastly, and mostly... Uh, I have, for the first time ever, uh, been revisiting a podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, as we do from time to time, not so much myself. We'll uh, reread a book, rewatch a TV show. Uh, for example, what have I had in this episode? Let me just scroll up. 400 Days, Sex and Comics, Asperger's, Man Who Knew Infinity, Grand Tour, Corner Gas Christmas Special, and The Rundown. Okay, so even in this just one single episode, two things that I am revisiting. Uh, uh, the Rundown and the Corner Gas Christmas Special. So we do that from time to time as a, as, as a human being, right? Uh, what I have never done that with is a podcast. Uh, no matter how much I love uh, a comedy bang bang or any of the dozens of podcasts I listen to, I've never gone back and re-listened to episodes before. Uh, I don't really know why that is. Probably, you know what, I think maybe I do. Because they're coming out uh, every week, uh, that desire to go back and revisit something that's still ongoing probably isn't there. You know, that, that's probably a good assumption. Now, uh, in the case of Nerd Poker, uh, spoken of on this very podcast many a times, uh, because it is no longer going, I decided to start from the very beginning and there is hundreds i do believe of episodes or over 100 anyways and uh I, i'm really loving it uh i feel like when i finish it i can go back to the beginning again and start over uh if you're unfamiliar a uh, bunch of guys comedians primarily sitting around playing dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons which more and more seems to have become a part of my life my sort of daily thoughts uh so I love it. And I love you. I love you. Which means, of course, that, huh? It is nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. 
Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper